Two friends taking pictures of the rising full moon on a summer night. Two teenage kids doing what teenage kids do. When a stranger with a gun and a death wish changed everything. It was violent, it was senseless, and I will never understand it, I will never accept it. I'm Amy Donaldson, and unfortunately, we're all too familiar with stories about how violence shatters lives. But what we rarely see is how they are rebuilt. In a new podcast, The Letter, we relive tragedy, but only so we can hear the rest of the story. The struggle to reclaim lives, the realities of grief, and the possibilities of forgiveness. I believe in miracles. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are, and this is a big one. Follow The Letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Utah's best athletes count on flexibility, speed, strength. And the Jazz pick up their 22nd assist. So they count on University of Utah help. Brielle Soleil puts this game away. And so can you. Leading doctors, a world-class environment, award-winning innovation, care to be great. 14 unanswered by the Utes. University of Utah Health, caring for Utah's best and yours. Schedule your appointment now at uofuhealth.org slash care to be great. Here we go. Go get it. Let's go. That's it. It's time for the unrivaled NFL Roundup. Premium grade A NFL news from a former NFL quarterback. And uh the other guy on 97.5 the KSL Sports Zone. Okay, everybody, welcome on back. It is Unrivaled 97.5 the KSL Sports Zone. Happy snow day to you. Scott, do you have a happy snow day today? No. No, I haven't had a, a happy snow day. So I hate snow. Scott got I'm over snow. I'm Scott, over winter. Uh, I need warm weather. I got clipped on the side of my car. Mentioned it earlier. Scott got in a little bit of a fender bender. <laughs> it literally bent your fender. It is. So it's not like a, yeah. you know, we're not we're being truthful about this. In the little literal sense of the word, yes, fender and it bender. Was during, you know what sucks is it was during all that chaos, where everybody's running into each other at one point, yeah. and. Uh, you couldn't really do anything about it because you're not going to pull over and go, what's your phone number while other cars are well, sliding I, into you? And like, right, I couldn't. The, the car pulled over, and and so I pulled over, and then it was still sliding, and it ended up way over on the other side of the freeway, and there were cars <laughs> slipping and did sliding. Did you get a license plate? No. We, I've got close friends in uh, – I know I know Dave Colley. you got close we, friends in low yes. places? Yeah, yeah. We could call Dave Colley from the Cold Podcast. Yeah. You don't think that guy has access to the license plate? Uh, I feel like Dave has access to everything. Anything he wants, yeah. man. So I'm saying if we could get, if we could go back, can we do it like a CSI episode? Because I, I want to go back. Do you think that the UH, the, the, the UDOT cameras were probably rolling? Oh. We could probably pause at moment in time, zoom, enhance, zoom, enhance on that license yes. plate. And yeah. then we could get some justice. And then what we do is, we set up a whole ruse. Oh, you've won tickets on the KSL Sports Zone. Oh. Why don't you come on down? Oh. And then Matt Gephardt. Boom. Boom. Get some KSL investigates. Oh, my goodness. You know what's funny is when you have stuff like this happen to you and you're like, police, are we going to arrest this lady? And they're like, mm, that's not how this works. <laughs> Somebody breaks into your house and you go, ah, we're gonna, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to exact some justice here. Scott, we appreciate you coming in. 
I'm here. I made it. <laughs> this guy. Oh, poor dude. I'm sorry, man. We didn't. I didn't know it was going to happen, and we didn't have that much snow up in my house. So yeah, I only have like almost two feet. I can't believe my how house. much you guys got killed uh, with it. Because normally it's the other way around. I, I was digging myself my out of my driveway, just trying to get in my car. You don't have people for that. I feel like you have people. That that people didn't show up today. <laughs> they were a bit busy. <laughs> well, they're supposed. That's part. Yeah, of that's the, part of the deal, right? Yeah, they're not there. All right, uh, NFL roundup. Let's get let's get Scott. My whole purpose of today was to try to keep Scott. Uh, Grumpy? Well, no, your head out of that space oh. where, we're, where we're talking about it, but it just it periodically comes up. I know the routine. Where This is real life. Yeah, I go, I go to my insurance. They go, you go find a place. They go, look at it. Bada bing, bada boom. Okay. <laughs> but even though it was somebody else's fault. I'm not going to chase someone down in the middle yeah, of a snowstorm when they don't sn- stop, and I'm, yeah. I might get I might get killed if I pull off the no, side of the road. No, this is the type of day you don't get out and just go, like, no. can I exchange insurance with you right here on I-15? No, thank you. Uh, here we go. J.J. Watt retired, right? Turned in his retirement paperwork yes. uh, right after that. How, do you, how does that work? He received a uh, an NFL text about drug testing after he had already – uh, applied for retirement and was already kind of heading off into the sunset. The NFL hit him with a random quote unquote. I guess that that really does show it's random though, because it was, you know, the computer goes, "You're going into retirement." Okay, a I defensive lineman. He all of a sudden now that he's retired gets a notice. Probably JJ <laughs> Watt probably never saw one of those notices his entire career. You don't think so? No. Whatever that guy. No, I keep I keep explaining this. The the Skill drug positions. The drug testing process in the NFL is for uh the innocent. It's not trying to get the guys that And and I think I think what it is <laughs> is the NFL just knows, look, we know you're all are cheating. So if you're all all are cheating, it's just an it's an it's a it's a level playing field. You're all on drugs, and we're fine with it. Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. There's desperation and anguish. More than 80,000 Afghans have since arrived in America. But this story is still unfolding. I'm Andrea Smartin. In my new podcast, Stranger Becomes Neighbor, we'll find out what happens to these new arrivals in our communities. Who would help our newest neighbors? Follow us at kslpodcast.com, Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen. This is a text. He actually took a screenshot of the text, which I thought was hilarious. This is Dylan on behalf of the NFL. You've been selected for – I love selected. Yeah. So far, he's introduced himself like he like you've, uh, like you've he was Ed McMahon with the right. Publishers Clearinghouse. This is Dylan on behalf of the NFL. You've been selected for an HGH dry blood spot test. Oh. Now, that sounds a little bit more intense. Please give me a call or shoot me a text when you can. Thank you. And J.J. Uh, Watt tweeted out, uh, I don't know what happens when you click report junk because that's underneath the, the contact. It says, this sender is not in your contact list. I don't know what happens when you click report junk, but I'm about to find out. Good for him. He heads off into the uh, into the sunset with a big middle finger to the uh, drug testing guy. Maybe they say, but could they come back and go, no, even on the verge of retirement, like you need to come back and do testing? No. Could, no, they can't, they can't make them do that. No. Maybe he, maybe JJ Watt knew that he was going to have some issues. Maybe he knew he was going to get drug tested. Maybe he retired, but he's out. and maybe, but maybe he comes back later. <laughs> then after know. after all of this is kind of blown over, who knows? Yeah, who knows? Uh, Lamar Jackson looks like he's going to be garnering the uh, franchise tag. A trade could be possible. Uh, 
it's really kind of it's really kind of weird because Lamar Jackson's his own agent, and I haven't seen any fruits of uh, good come right. of that yet. And you're always like, guys should never be their own agent. Now, there's one part where nobody wants to pass off, you know, the amount of money that you're paying to your agent, but this is why you pay them because right now he's going to be on the losing end of this thing because his time, I think, to get the most amount of money was probably before last season. Yeah. And now he's at a spot where he's going to get franchise tag. Yeah, he'll get $38 million a year or whatever, but uh, he's not – you got to have somebody else going in there and going to bat for you. Let me just – let me tell you, I believe the franchise tag is the kiss of death from an organization. They spend all this time with you. Quarterbacks, really good ones, are scarce. Like, you have a really good quarterback. You don't mess around. You lock them in. You want them there. You want to make sure that they can't go anywhere, that you know that how you're going to budget the rest of your cap by, by the money that you're going to give them. And I think when Lamar ja- – and I think what his demands are is he, I, he goes, I, I want um, a Deshaun Watson deal. You know, I want, I, I want all of it guaranteed. And, and they go, you look, you're a guy that runs a lot. Your shelf life is a lot shorter. We're not convinced you're even going to be around long enough to live through that contract. And I think, I think that's the biggest issue. Well, I think it's two things. I think it's, I think you're more like a running back and we're not a hundred percent convinced that you're like an elite top level quarterback that can, that can consistently win for us. Otherwise, otherwise they would be like, this would be a done deal. What's and I, I think a lot of people are enamored with Lamar Jackson. Yeah, yeah. You know, because he's the special talent. He's There's no question. For sure. But but is he a guy that's going to consistently be able to throw the football for you and because win? Because how long are they? Because he wants like a six, seven, eight-year deal uh, to the tune of, you know, $300 million yeah. all guaranteed. And that's a lot of freaking money. And on top of it, the guarantee part. You know, the franchise tag is interesting. I was trying to think what that would be like. What, what would that be compared to? Because it's. It, it, it's they're, a little. They're, it's they're, like they're keeping you there. They have a certain amount of money that they have to pay you because that's the franchise tag kind of dollar amount. But they are keeping you for that one year of services, and, yeah. and, and things could go really south with that. It's so like you're going you're to make really good money for a year, but yeah. what you basically lose is all leverage. So Derek Carr, he's hopping around the world trying to go to all these different places, so wants him. and trying to get a lot of people interested who yeah. are desperate for a quarterback. And there's no more desperate team than the Jets. Yeah, they're they're they, they are, and and they don't know what Aaron, you know, Aaron Rodgers is. Is he going to be available? Is he not? Uh, so they're probably, you know, kind of, and they know Derek Carr's a known commodity. Like he he can play and play well in the league, but if you lose that leverage be, being franchised, you can't go talk to anybody. There may be teams out there that would just kill to have Lamar Jackson. We'll take him. So franchise tag's kind of purgatory. I mean, I mean, you make. You make the yeah, top make five the, salaries, right. the average, you know, which isn't bad, especially for quarterbacks. For sure. Probably what is going to be somewhere near forty million dollars. Yeah, it's going to be like thirty-eight. I think this is what they said. But, yeah. but you know what that is too. It's also another year that you don't have a long-term deal set no. in place, and then after that, nothing is guaranteed. No. for sure, if something happens this year, it's like uh, I don't know. It's like going to prom, but your parents arrange it, and it's your cousin. <laughs> You're like, I got to go to prom, but you know what? This isn't my first choice. And uh, we'll see how it goes. Next up on the old uh, NFL roundup here, Scott. Uh, I was looking at this one, speaking of Derek Carr. They were making a pitch to Derek Carr, the Jets are, to get him in. And they say, hey, if you win here in New York, just because of it, it, just because it's New York, as soon as you start winning even a little bit, you're going to be a first ballot Hall of Famer. That's an interesting pitch. If you win a bunch here, you're going to be a first ballot Hall of Famer. Is that true? I mean, I, I think guess it's Joe the Namath Jets over over. Uh, 
inflated self-worth. Yes. Yeah, the Jets have not been anything, done anything. Uh, Joe Namath was around in 1969. Uh, that's almost, that's like 50-ish years ago. And, uh, I mean, yeah, if, if someone goes in and wins a couple of Super Bowls with the Jets, uh, you know, yeah, winning, but it's not just winning. They've had guys go in and win. Chad Pennington won. Vinny Testaverde won. I mean, they've had quarterbacks. I mean, uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick won with the Jets. It's not like they haven't had quarterbacks that have done well. It's just as an organization, they haven't done well. And It's and basically, if you win a Super Bowl with the Jets, maybe you'll be in that conversation. I like Robert Sala. I do. I like I like his tone. I like his attitude. But he's a defensive guy. Yeah. And if I'm a quarterback, I don't want no, to be in that situation that for, for nothing. Um, I mean, you just look at how they've handled Zach Wilson. So poor, so awful, so terrible. It's a, it's a nightmare. Oh. It's a nightmare. Hey, uh, let's take a quick break here. We'll come back. Uh, more to go around the corner when we return. We've got our two-minute drill. You don't want to miss any of that. We've got a ton of stories that we are going to uh, jam in here at the end of this hour that we weren't, weren't able to get to. Those are the fun ones usually, too. That's when Scott really goes off-piste. And, uh, he's pissed and he's off-piste. And there you go. We'll, uh, we'll come back. Much more to go around the corner. Stay with us. 97.5, the KSL Sports Zone. I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. In October of 1985, a woman named Cherie Warren left work at a busy Salt Lake City office. To meet her estranged husband at a downtown auto dealership. She never made it home. Cherie's car surfaced weeks later in Las Vegas. In the parking lot of a hotel casino. No one knows how it got there. Strange. It was strange. Both Cherie's estranged husband and her boyfriend raised suspicion for investigators. I kind of thought that he might have done something. But no arrests were ever made. In Cold Season 3, we dig into double lives, make new connections in the case, and examine the difficulty raised by reasonable doubt. We want answers just as much as anyone else. They have creeps like that now, too, so nothing's changed. That's the new Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie. Now available anywhere you get your podcasts.